Hello and welcome to the first in a new series of podcasts. Uh, I like to call this Bits and Bobs. I'm Bob, I'm your host this evening. If you're coming from uh, my last series of podcasts, hello and welcome and thanks for joining us. Um, I'm joined today by a person who's been described around the world by political figures and socialites as a bellend. I disagree (laughs) with that. Um, But he is French, so we can never know actually what goes on um edward are you there i'm here hello Hello, ed how's it going mate not too shabby pretty good yeah pretty good are we 18 degrees pretty good that's nice is it it's amazing well i mean i would like to describe you as a man that has had more sex than most men put together but (laughs) women of bad moral fiber how would you describe that (laughs) um uh, I'd say I was a slow starter that made <laughs> a lot of gains in, in in later on in life. All right, nice. I quite like that. Good, good. All right, Edward, well, let's jump straight into it. Uh, I've got a story to tell you, Edward. Here we are. Um, have you ever been to a hospital? They do exist. Uh, yeah, I have a few times. Right, I went to a hospital the other day, right? Um, I, you know about this incident. Maybe we should give some background information to this. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, we did a thing called the old knee wrestling, didn't we? Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. This is a game I invented for other people <laughs> who are listening. And if you've joined from the previous podcast, you might know about this game that I invented. This you is went the, to the game. Hospital. Yep. This is the game that I invented where we were on our knees. Is that right? Yep. And we had to we wrestle had, then. We wrestled, didn't we? We had to. We you have to. Like, it's, it's like a couple of rutting steeds. You have to grasp each other not in a homoerotic way but in a manly manly way don't you on the it floor on your knees and the the object of this whole uh, 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 exercise is to throw the opponent onto their back right mm-hmm. so it's like judo really on your knees <laughs> it's a bit like judo but gay <laughs> judo yeah it's a bit like gay judo um so gay judo. <laughs> so uh, after that little expedition we did, and I think I lost pretty categorically in the semi-finals. I think I was uh, I was pretty <laughs> awful, wasn't I, in my performance? Right, uh, my knee ballooned into the size of a melon, and I had never seen anything like it, and like a huge thing in my <laughs> right knee. And I haven't been able to kneel on it or bend down without it cracking and oozing pus, literally almost, um, like since then. So I had to go to the hospital, and yesterday I had an X-ray. Have you been to a hospital before, Ed? No, but I've had a similar thing happen to my knee when I was a kid. Yeah, well, we'll get onto that. Stop talking. Yeah. Right? Okay. Oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I went to this hospital. It's called yeah. the DGH. I swear I live Eastbourne. You live in France. You are in France, are you? you should probably tell yep. people this, shouldn't you? Yeah, right. I'm in, um, I'm in Burgundy, near, uh, near a little town near Auxerre called saint Florentin. Uh, Very peaceful. About two people here, so not much to do. But yeah, it's, carry on. It's, it's hospital. It sounds horrific. Right, so... It's like, pretty boring. Yeah, sounds awful. Um, so, yeah, I went to this hospital, the DGH, Eastbourne DGH, and yeah. I often find... I don't know how you feel about hospitals and things, but I often find them absolute emporiums of sickness and doom and gloom. Yeah, I hate them. you sort of enter the door, you're just sort of oppressed by... I don't know, like, even if you weren't sick before you entered the door, when you go in there, you feel a little bit ill. You're like, oh, no. 
there's something <laughs> wrong with me. <laughs> That's why I'm here. That's Last time I'm I went here. to the hospital, they told me I had a heart attack, so I don't really like them that much. Did you actually have a heart attack? Or? I went in. I, I One night I had... Um, like my, my heart started aching at night, and I was on the phone to my girlfriend. That's not and normal. No, it's not normal. And she was like, if it happens the next day, promise me you're going to go to the hospital and uh, see a doctor. And I was like, okay. And I was working, and it happened again, but much worse. And I, right. I, I felt like I was going to be sick. So I went, I walked myself into the hospital, and I just said, I've got a bit of chest pain, thinking they're just going to tell me, oh, it's just digestion, you chest know, forget about it. Good, and they, they hit me up with, like, um, ECG and uh, did a blood test. And all of a sudden, the nurse rushed around my bed, stopped putting oxygen mask on my face, and, like... Start yeah, to put me in this. Sound tech. good. That's never. Yeah, you that's it. never like you're like, well, healthy, is it? And they were like, "Well, we think you've had a heart attack." I was right. like, "Shit." Nice. Well, anyway, you still here, are you? It wasn't here. a heart attack. It was like oh, some right. kind of inflammation. Like you can actually get it from a disease. Pericarditis. That's lovely. Well, thanks for that. That was a brilliant, right. a brilliant sort of interjection there. But, but what, I, what I mean I was still... like, as soon as you get into that sort of environment, you know, where there's like a whole, it's almost like a museum of sick people, isn't it? There's like different wards for different sicknesses and, and, and it's like you just feel like you're overwhelmed and I always feel like super super self-conscious when you go into sort of like a, an area like that where you feel like everyone's sort of judging I'm not ill yeah and you're like yeah. oh you know I shouldn't really be here I'm, I'm yeah. alright actually and I just got a gammy leg which is not that bad. I get it sorted, I think. Um, so I had to go and sit. So you sort of shimmy past these people. And I was lucky I had Hazel there, which was all very nice. So we like shimmied past people to the radiology department. So you go in through this door. You have to go to this little like, you know, reception booth thing. And you hand like the yeah. doctor's referral thing over. And you go, oh, yeah, I've got a referral from my doctor for, 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 my, <laughs> for my knee x-ray. Yeah. She's like, yeah, all right, what's your name, date of birth? You feel like you're being, like, SS selected for stuff. Like, uh, how how ill are you? Right, so oh, I gave her the stuff. You're not dying, you shouldn't be here. Yeah, exactly. So I yeah. gave her the stuff, um, and, like, she's like, oh, take a seat, they'll be with you in a minute. So I was like, oh, that's all right, then I'll just sit here. So I was trying to make silly jokes and stuff, and I sort of had a look, a look around, and you're sort of always surrounded by people who look more ill than you, aren't they? They're like, some of them can't walk. I mean, that's quite an extreme from me. It's like, oh, well, well, you know, I like I said, last legs. time I was there, it was pretty much in with people that were actually dying next to me, so yeah. yeah that's not very nice. I mean, how <laughs> no. do you feel? It's not very nice, is it? I literally turned round on the left of me. There was a girl who was yellow, and she must have had jaundice. <laughs> Who's she yellow? was literally yellow, like yellow, yellow, like fluoride yellow. And I was like, "Oh my god, what oh, is wrong?" That's nasty. And then I, every time that. I was trying to sleep at night, I could just hear someone go beep, and, and like they were like resuscitated, like trying to make them alive again next to me. No yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, it was one well, of the worst nights of my life. All right. Well, actually, my story is <laughs> actually my story is not as bad as that, right? My story is about a gown. So they take you through that, like a, a nice doctor comes to you. They have to be really nice, don't they? It's like people at funeral homes, you know. They have to come up to you and they go, "Oh, so uh, Mr. Haddon, if you could, uh, you know, follow us this way." So you're like, "Oh yeah, no problem." So you're all like almost whispering, aren't you? Like even as a room full of people, you go. <laughs> Yes, yes, thank you very much. And they go, come, f follow me, please. And you're like, yeah, 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 cool. So you know, I followed this guy through, all like self-conscious, thinking about, you know, like, oh God, this feels a bit weird. And I feel really like, you know, the environment seems really vivid and, and everything because you're not used to it. The smells are really vivid, aren't they? Like the people around you, the people in the, even doctors and, and nurses in their, 
in their attire make you feel kind of self-conscious so you're kind of like oh they're in a person they're a person in in uh, a sort of an authoritarian position you have to listen to what they're saying right you sort of take orders like that's what you do isn't it whatever they yeah. say you would do if they said you've got to lie down here and I'll You'd just got to step it. on your back. You would do it because they're like they're they've got things dangling off, don't they? Like little personal pads and things like that, right? So it's like that, that psychological test they did. Yeah, well, I'm gonna. F- I followed them through and everything, and he was like, "Oh, so we're gonna do an X-ray, uh, Mr. Haddon, of your of your right knee. You have a problem with your patella. Did bloody balloon up, I have to tell you. So he was like, "Right, can you roll your uh, jeans up?" Said, "Well, you know, I'm a big guy, aren't I?" <laughs> jeans don't go above my knee you know I'm a big fatty kind of guy it doesn't doesn't uh, you know that fat it doesn't work you know so I was like right I oh, know I'm gonna have to take, take it, it off. right no so this is the deal right you put you in this booth you ever seen them there's like a booth yeah yeah so you... when they disappear they're gonna we're just gonna take an x-ray and then go into a special yeah. room and take the x-ray you so I had to go gonna... into this yeah. booth right and they're like what if past a couple of people who were sitting there just like it was like a public toilet but in a hospital right? people just sitting on chairs in different booths so I went in there he said right he brought me a little basket he said you've got to uh, take this gown one goes on the back and then one goes on the front oh yeah um, you have to take your jeans off and blah 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 put this in the basket blah blah blah, blah. anyway short, you know, short and long of it was I had to put these gowns on before and then wait so I closed the door, right, blah, 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 just take all my stuff off, this is all a bit weird. I started getting flustered, I'm kind of like that sort of person who gets flustered. So I was like, mm. oh no, this is all a bit weird. Uh, took my jeans off, took my shoes off, put this gown on, and figured I didn't know how to tie it properly, so I sort of like <laughs> made some knots up at the front, like, and then I like put one, uh, went on the back, like over the top, and I was like, which way, how do you know which one yeah. goes which? And you're like, oh, I, I don't know. Basically, I, I figured this out last time I was in hospital, Whichever way you think it is, it's the opposite. Right. Well, that didn't help at the time. Because, <laughs> you know, you, Cause... you look at it and you feel like, I'm just going to put it on like a dressing gown. And then right. they're like, no, actually, that goes around the front. And you're like, all oh, right. So I realise now I just uh, the opposite of what you think. All right. Well, that's all right. Well, yeah, but I didn't, get, I, did, I, I didn't really get that. So I just tied it up and then put the one on the front. Then I just sat down, opened the door. You have to open the door like some sort of cattle market, you know, where they open the style. And then they can walk <laughs> past, just sort of gazing at you like you're some sort of, I don't know, something to be sold. So you're just sitting there like super self-conscious. Patient 102, please come through. Yeah. And um, and uh, the doctor kept coming past and everything, and he was like, oh, so you're, you're next, you'll be called soon. So you just sort of sit there like a weird, weird thing. Anyway, so I, eventually I, I got really self-conscious, and I was like, you know, can people see my bollocks from underneath this gown should I you know <laughs> should I tie it up tighter and so you feel like totally out of your comfort zone I think that for me was like an amazing like experience because um, I'm surprised. you're taken out of like your comfort zone into a situation where you feel adrift in life and you feel a bit like oh no I'm sitting here and like I mean, this sort of like medical gown. And it smells medical, and it's like oh, I'm in hospital. <laughs> oh. yeah. And then my knee started hurting more. I was like, oh, my knee is really, really bad. And <laughs> my knee is awful. It's gonna fall off, you know. So, you so know, then, even even after that night, I was I was in so much pain. I can I can walk as well, so I'm not surprised. Well, yeah. Well, this is it. Yeah. Well, so 
I went for the anyway. The short and long of the story is that I went for the. the it was all fine, you know. Went into this little booth, uh, into the X-ray area. Um, she like, told me to stand up next to the next to the thing. She did. She moved the. Uh, what do they call that? What is that thing? An X-ray thing. I'm not a medical man, as you can tell, right? Um, well, the, went, yeah, the block thing. Down. Yeah, I had to stand in front of that, and then like did the snappy things, and she went, "All right, you can go now." So it was all it was all pretty good. But I just I just wondered what like if you had experiences with with hospital and why it made you, makes me feel so completely out of place and sort of odd I think I'll offer my I'll proffer my sort of uh, opinion on it which is worth nothing um, but I think it's because you really do feel like you're surrounded by people who are sick and so you wonder about yourself and you wonder about the, like, the surroundings and those sorts of surroundings where you feel in that environment it makes you feel a bit weird do you not think yeah, I yeah. I mean, I don't get it as much as you probably. I'm just go in there, get the stuff you need to get done, and just get the hell out as quickly as possible. Really? <laughs> yeah, I'm just just uh, I I hate being in the hostel because I I'm maybe I'm just a bit selfish. I'm just like I don't want to get ill. I don't want to catch it. I think. Yeah, but why do you feel like you're gonna get ill if you're in hospital? Why is it? Why is that feeling where you go? Oh, I'm in hospital. I'm Cause gonna get more dying stuff. everywhere, and you're just like I just don't want to. You know, there might be some dangerous. They're not dying everywhere. They're not dying <laughs> like, in like in the they reception, might have some dangerous, are they? Like, virus inside a cabinet somewhere, and it's just got released, and you might just oh, all die. Well, this has got a bit morbid. I think we should lighten the tone of this <laughs> yeah. podcast. I think we should lighten it right Good up. Chat. That was nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I just wanted to tell you a little bit of a you know a yeah. experience I had. Um, but that that's yeah, anyway. So to knee. give some, I was a kid. What? I was I had the I had the knee blow up to about four four times the size of it. Why? I honestly just ran into um my knee just went into a bench. You know like the bench. Mm. Just like a chair or a bench. And I just you mean like the hips. bench that people sit on, not Yeah, like, like a bench, bench people sit on and I just banged yeah, yeah. my knee at the exact wrong place I guess and my knee just filled up with juice fluids and stuff. Juice <laughs> Juice <laughs> I am French. <laughs> Remember? Fluids. Fluids. Yeah. Alright, fluids. Yeah, well that sounds yeah, pretty awful, mate. Was yeah, it, was, it? it was so painful. I was in so much pain. I, that's why I remember it so well. You ever broke a bone or anything? No, I've broken loads of bones. Broken my, my head and fingers. and. You don't break a head? <laughs> yeah, I, I double fractured the back of my head. No, you don't break a... Oh, fractured, yeah, right. I was going to yeah, say, you don't break a head. That could be I really, double really fractured bad, the back of it? my skull. Oh, mate, that sounds pretty awful let's lighten the tone this is getting yeah. way too serious way too quickly right here we are like, well to give people a bit of background about this podcast this is a complete inane banter some chit chat and the object of what I'm doing here and what we are doing here is to uh, not to educate there will be lots of bollocks and lots of things to talk about hopefully leaving you in a sense of amusement and uh, you know I don't know somewhat cheered up of your day whatever you're doing so do join in there will be a competition at the end of this podcast um, that you can join in so it's a little bit interactive there's a couple of features that are lined up one of them is called that's bloody good that is where I <laughs> tell Ed about something that I think's bloody good see genius professional sounds bloody good yeah see right mm, yeah it sounds good yeah yeah um, and there will be some anecdotes there will be some frivolous chat and we'll just carry on like that. How do you feel about that, Ed? Is that all right, mate? Sounds good. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Well, yes. let's let, let's carry on, should we? 
But unless you want to talk about hostels more. I don't really. I had a bad no. experience. I genuinely thought that I felt a bit out of place in that hospital. I felt like, ugh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, do you reckon people that live there feel like that? No, I don't think so, because they're getting <laughs> treatment for really bad ailments, which I'm not. So I think that's all right. I think you can, you know, I think that's so, like... This is my hospital. Right. I'm dying. No, I'm joking. That's terrible. Oh, that is a bad thing to say. There's other people yeah. listening. Right. I'll tell you another thing, okay? I've got an okay. anecdote here. You'll love this. It's going to be brilliant. Do it. Yeah. So, um... We were in this, like, I have a lovely girlfriend. I know it's almost impossible to believe that someone lowered their standards enough to actually go out with me. But there, I do have a woman in my life. She is beautiful. Um, and uh, as much as I love her and as much as, like, it's going great and I do feel truly in love and everything, that I find it really, really awful when she's driving and I'm not in control. <laughs> Yes. Right. There was a car park incident. Right. <laughs> car parks. Uh, I think car- all yeah. the social normalities of life disappear when people seem to enter a car park. What is up with that? Like, you go into a car park, and then everyone just goes mental. They go up the wrong ways of the streets, and it's like people pulling out, and they're being all awful I mean just disclosure I, I did grow up in Paris and the driving over there is pretty insane so I'm one of these people you're talking about but why what, what, I mean like there's a, there is a convention isn't it park yeah I just I just don't listen to this. just pick a space go as quickly as possible and park and fuck everyone else that's really bad attitude but that's that it's really bad attitude it is a bad attitude I'm not I sure that I like that very much to be honest mate well, I'm going to have to blame my parents on that one, especially my mum. Because they're French, isn't it? She literally just goes in a car park. She's like a predator. She just sees the, that space, and she just goes for it. Even if there's a car, like, you know, signalling to go into that space, she just quickly goes into it. Doesn't that say a lot about, like, a society where you have to, like... Where, where normally in life, if you saw that person, like, if you were in a, in, in a position yeah, like. in, like, a bar or a supermarket, you wouldn't go, those tomatoes are mine, and just go for them, would you? You'd be like, oh, no, you... You know, especially as British... Look over there, politeness. what's that? And then just yeah. tomatoes. Well, as British politeness, you'd go, oh, no, have that tomato, that's fine, no, no problem. It's, it's, Prince Charles would love it if you had that tomato. Why don't you No, no, it? no, no, you have them. Yeah, as soon as they get in a car, they turn into no. like Himmler. They just go mad. Yeah, this is mine. They drive everywhere, all tooting, and it's honestly, I feel a bit awkward in that sort of situation. So there is two situations that I feel completely out of my comfort zone. Um, well, I feel out of my comfort zone when I've had my girlfriend's drive as well, but not just in car park, just any time, even on the motorway. We have to be careful here because we're going to sound a little bit sexist. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but that's how I sexist, Women driving sexist, mate. Come on, in this that age is, of feminism, I'm not saying, I'm in this not age... All, some girls of, are really good at driving. I'm just saying know, some of my friends... been they Even though they've been good drivers, I'm just like, you're going too fast. And I'm, I'm the one who's all scared. But isn't that because like people always have an opinion on someone else's like way of doing things? It's always like people always think they can do something better even if they're not in the position of control. Do you know what I mean? 100%. 
Yeah. So I don't. Um, maybe I don't think it's about sex. Is there anyone listening who thinks that we're sexist? We're not. Apart from get in the kitchen. Anyway, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what time it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bloody hungry. Get in the kitchen. Right. Um. Anyway, let's move on from that because it could be dangerous ground. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I found a funny uh, thing. We're going to come up with some features in a bit. I got a couple of really good features. That's bloody good. That's going to be amazing, isn't it? That's going to be um, good. Yeah, it's going to be a bloody good feature. We'll look forward to that. Um, and other things. I think I have to tell you um, about something that I did a few years ago that I'm not proud of. That, mm. um, I don't know, it's haunted me ever since, really. And I thought... Is this the way normal people act? I've always felt like I have an odd perception of life, you know? Yeah, I think I'd agree on that one. Yeah, so I sort of see things and like do things and I get really excited, don't I? I've been that way since I was a kid and I think, oh... That's really exciting, that's good... I should do that. Yeah. I should act, I act on sort of like, in, like animal instinct, right? Yeah, I I miss that of of being a kid so much. I remember just being so excited about a tiny little thing, which doesn't happen anymore as much. In what, what in what way do you mean? Like if you know, I'm, I'm going to the restaurant, I'm going to see my friend. I used to get so excited, just the simple things in life. Now I'm like, oh, I'm going on holidays. I mean, it's good. I'm just not as excited level. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, it's just not the same <laughs> as when you. You're so excitable. It's just you know. You're, yeah, I like things. I like. I really like things. I like see like a, when I see a li- really good shade of red or a color or. A, I still think I'm more excitable than most people. I'm just not as excitable as when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I was just off the off the hook, crazy. Why is that a good thing though? What 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 do you think people really what like desire from from other people? Do you think it's the excitableness, or is, do you think it's like you know you should just you know, as you get older, you sort of plane out and see things in reality rather than seeing things in multicolour. No, I think you've just done it over and... I think you've just done everything more and more, so it just becomes a bit more mundane, doesn't it? Do you think so? I don't know. I've, yeah, I've, I've thought of that a few times. I just don't know what the answer is to that one. I think I it just, dread you've, the thought you've... of things becoming mundane. I think that's really, really weird. Yeah, but if you've done them a million times... I don't it's know. Yeah, so that's when you get excited a little bit. Do you not get excited anymore? You you really are a bellend, that's what people have said to me about you. <laughs> <laughs> I get excited, I just don't get as, as excited about as I did. snails and, and, and stuff like that, rather than rather than people. No, I don't know, I just, I just remember like, for example, when I was a kid and they were like, my mum and dad were, oh we're going to the restaurant, I used to be so happy. But now if I'm going to the restaurant, it's just like, oh, I'm happy. But I'm not super, super happy. Do you know what I mean? Why not? What's lacking? I think people would want to know. Why, why, just... why, what would be lacking in the difference? I don't think why I'm... It, I'm, why, it, does I'm... It, why does the mindset change in, in so many years? I don't, I don't understand that way. Why you can't mm-hmm. feel the same verve for life, that same enthusiasm for people and things than you do when you're a little bit younger. I mean, uh, for me, personally, I don't think it's ever lost. But then again, I'm a bit weird. So what about you? <laughs> So when you so when you were a kid, were you as excited as you are now when you're doing any simple thing? More, more, <laughs> <laughs> more. Nuts! I was. I was a complete little <laughs> crazy man, as people will know. So, 
you know, I did like sort of yeah, crazy stuff. You know, you do things, don't you? you jump off hedges and sort of climb around. And yeah, stuff. you know, ah, I did that. Well. This wall doesn't look anything. <laughs> I just want to jump off it. It would be interesting to see how it feels when you land. That's <laughs> really a nice hard. tree. <laughs> this is a great tree. Let's climb it. Yeah. yeah you don't, you, I don't understand where, like, in life, you lose that innocence. You know, that's a, that's a real important point for me. To get a bit serious for a minute, this is a frivolous sort of inane chat kind of a podcast. But mm. you know, on a serious note, I think, like, where is it that you lose the innocence of, of, of youth and you become this person who goes, oh, you know what? I'd really, really rather not go and talk to that person because they bore me. I just think I just think things change. You're like, what you enjoy and what you like doing in life changes slowly. So when you're a kid, you know, it could just be climbing a tree is amazing. And then afterward, you might be going and cinema or having your first few girlfriends. And that's really exciting. And then after that, you might have bloody exciting, start, isn't it? Yeah. And then you might have start getting your first few cars. So that becomes exciting. You know, it just always develops. So what, what, what's exciting as you're an adult then? When you're like a for me, I'm looking forward to getting my business properly going and then traveling the world and that sort of stuff. Is that, that's know. the main. That's the main drive, is it? Above everything, it's to to succeed. To put it into one word. No, to to be free. Oh, I like that. That's very nice. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah. Anyway, to wake to up to every the... morning. To wake up every morning and go. Do you know what I want to do? I want to go to China today, for example. To be able to have that kind of freedom. You don't want to go to China. <laughs> I definitely want to go. To You're China. a liar. You're a liar and a thief. <laughs> I want to try the food. Oh, it's bloody good food, mate. I've been there. It's all yeah. right. That place. Trouble is, stay away from the snake. Right. Next. <laughs> And the dogs. I want to get back to you. Yeah, well, don't do that. Let's not talk about that. It's, it's conscientious. I want to sell this stuff in China. Right. <laughs> embarrassing. Right. Um, I want to get back to the main point I was trying to say there. It's mm. really, really embarrassing a moment that I had in my life was, uh, which I think I'm more susceptible to incredibly embarrassing moments. I mean... <laughs> Some sometimes I feel like I'm not part yeah. of the experience that is happening to Bob as he walks around. It's like being in the third person in the computer game. This Bob little walky roundy with a backpack, he's okay. <laughs> and then like you see him go, Don't do that. Just don't do that. Don't say that thing. Don't do that thing, right? So I was in Paris, um I must have been what eight to ten years ago now actually. But it was an incredibly like moment of my life where I realised I'm a bit of a twit. Um, <laughs> I invited this girl to come to. I won't mention her name. Uh, I invited this girl to uh, come to Paris. So I was like, oh, meet me in Paris. I was totally buzzed for it. Yeah, yeah, we'll go around Paris. I lived in Burgundy at the time, as you know. I lived in France for a while. People don't know. Um, Is that the Netherlands girl? No, it's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, mate. Don't make it look. I've been sleeping with everyone in Europe. Um, <laughs> So I said, oh, yeah, come from England. I'll meet you in Paris. I'll show you around Paris. I can speak French. It's all good, right? <laughs> um, so we, were, we went to Paris. We had this nice little uh, uh, hotel on Montmartre, uh, yeah, overseeing the same. We did all, all the great tourist uh, points. We did all the you know, Eiffel Tower, the Louvre, uh, the you know all the artsy bits. And that Etwell, was me. You know. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, bloody hell. You're waiting till you hear this, right? And then... Uh, she said at one point in, in the thing, oh, can I text my mom for your phone? I don't have any credit in Europe. It was back in the days where that thing didn't happen. Um, no. So I said, yeah, yeah, use my phone. And she put her mum's number into my phone under the name mum. 
right? Yeah. All oh, right. Uh-oh. So, so she's texting and everything. It was all good. Like letting her, she was all good. You know, that's all <laughs> fine and everything. So we were like on the on on the on the ground, like from I don't know where it was from, uh, Pigal to somewhere, say, you know. Yeah. Uh, um, and then I got this text on the on the tube, and it said, "It said, Mum, how are things going?" <laughs> so I thought, "Oh, that's nice. My mum's texting me, all right." So I texted her back. You know what? I don't think it's going to work out. I think <laughs> she's not the right person for me. Oh, I think brutal. it's going to be a great weekend, and I like, but it's not going to work out. So I press send. <laughs> and I instantly had that, that feeling, you know, where your heart just drops out of your bum, right? Your ass. Oh, it just horrible. drops to the floor, right? So I thought, oh, no. Maybe, oh, no, I didn't know that. <laughs> so I got this text back saying immediately, who do you think this is? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, no, shit. Um, I said, oh, I thought it was my mum. I'm, I'm so sorry. And she's like, <laughs> yeah. Just texted her mum about how I didn't feel very attracted to her. Oh, man. It was oh, man. That's so bad. Yeah. And I always get into these sorts of situations. I've done millions of them. You know, can you think of a bit of a bit of a situation in Switzerland, wasn't it? Or Switzerland or France or somewhere in the snow? I've heard that. Go on. Give us a go. What will happen? What? In- I don't know. You got lost in some snow, didn't you? Ah, oh, when I went skiing with my brother. Yes, this is what I'm talking about. That that's not that, that wasn't an embarrassing story. That's just me being a stupid idiot. Well, that's good enough. <laughs> that's definitely an embarrassing story, right? Go on, tell us then in in a full way. Yeah, so me and Chris, um, my brother, we went skiing in a ski station in the Alps one winter, right. and obviously up there it's like minus twenty and it's freezing and cold and. We decided on the first night to go out and check out all the bars, and obviously we got a bit too drunk. And I thought I knew where the, you know, where the hotel was. And Chris was like, "No, it's this way." And I said, "No, it's this way." And he was like, "Okay, trust me, it's that way." So he left me. He was like, "I'm sure you'll come back in five minutes, and you'll realise." Anyway, I never realised, and I started w- walking down this mountain, <laughs> falling where in was snow. This? And where was this? this? In France, like in literally a teen in France. Oh, I know teen, like the big ski resort, right? Yeah, massive ski resort. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going. I was just going down this hill, you know, in the middle of winter, like mid. Yeah, completely drunk at two a.m., right. falling in snow and nearly giving up and thinking I should just sleep here, you know. What, in know, the snow. I, in the snow. I just from the last thing I remember is just like laying in this mountain of snow because I fell off like kind of a cliff. It wasn't a cliff, but you know, like a big cliff <laughs> full of snow, and I was like. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is not just someone. I'm just going to stay here. And then I was like, no, I better move. So I moved. Yeah. And the next thing I know is I waken up to a dog licking my face in this cabin. And I was freezing. But I survived well, anyway. Who's cabin? Eh? Whose cabin? I have no idea. This, this random guy's cabin. He's, oh, that is hilarious. It's like a massive German shepherd just licking my face. And I was like, oh, no, what is this? <laughs> I didn't even know where I was. I was at the bottom of the mountain. I had to take a bus all the way back up. I don't even know how I got there. But my, but the worst thing is Christian, the whole night, was, obviously went to sleep. And he woke up an hour later and was like, shit. Chris, it's... I have to say, is uh, your brother, right? Yeah, so my brother phoned up yeah. and realised I wasn't back home and started to obviously panic. Because if you're out in the snow in minus 20, you can 
easily die pretty quickly. So he phoned up the police, and the police were like, when did he go missing? And he was like, oh, about three, four hours ago. And they were like, oh, no, he's had time to die. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I was fine, took the bus back up there, and uh, yeah, it was all good. Oh, it turned out all right, did it? You survived, clearly. Survived. But I've got many stories within sorts of stupidness. Yeah, well, that's all right. I think that's quite... I think that worked out all right. I mean, it was quite an adventure. It sounds like a, a massive adventure, to be honest. Yeah, I mean... I think, I don't know, the biggest... What's your biggest adventure? Mine? You've, when you when you've just gone, fuck, and you have... You just, just... You're just fucked. Oh, I've been in that sort of situation. I'm not sure we should really talk about that sort of thing, really, to be honest. I mean, there's been situations where I thought, oh, there's no way back from this. Do you know what I mean? Where yeah. you think, <laughs> Cause oh, dear, me, this me has gone a bit away. too far. This has gone a little bit too far. I just nah. came out to, to Mine, have Mine's a, good. Mine wasn't nice... even that. Mine's... I just remember landing in Barcelona once, and I left my wallet. <laughs> All right, there's millions of them. These are genius stories. Go on. You left oh, your what? So I got to Barcelona and I stepped off the plane and all of a sudden I realised that I left all my shit, like including my wallet, my my money. I didn't book any hotel as well, oh, so I had great. to have money to book hotels. And I just remembered my wallet on my girlfriend's car, and I was like, oh my god. So then in Barcelona with no money, no hotel booked, and just stuck, no you know. Way. Yeah. So I had to man. I had to, and the airport's like you know, quite far away from the Barcelona town. So I had to, you know, climb over these fences and sneak onto a train and, yeah, talk my way into a hotel. Then I managed to, you know, nick some food and stuff. No yeah, it was way. pretty mad. I hitchhiked all the way from Barcelona, all the way, all the way around to Marseille and then got onto a train and, and saw, I went to my cousin's house. Yeah, that was pretty epic. Um, that sounds like a complete <laughs> odyssey of madness, mate. It was the crazy. <laughs> Ah, it's very good. It's very funny. Like it. All right, good. Let's move on to one of the features. Feature one. Um, That's bloody good, right? So, this is a feature where I just basically say to Ed, I like this person. They're cool. Uh, And I like this. I saw this a couple of weeks ago on a uh, news website or something that I was reading. There was a woman called Carol Schumann, and she... Um, spent her entire life um, homeless and 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 really really you know I'm bringing the tone up. Can you tell? I'm bringing the tone up from all yep, the yep. hospital stuff. <laughs> I'm bringing it to the homeless. This is good, right? This is professional work. Um, yeah, she spent her whole life like struggling and things, and she won the lottery. And instead of instead of uh, resting on her laurels and um, you know, just enjoying the money and just going like into a hedonistic, decadent way of life of of mm. Caribbean holidays and cruises and and sunning herself in the sun. She decided that she would uh, buy a, a New York City um, toy store. Flat. No, a New toy York store. City toy store. Yeah. And she would get all the stuffed animals and she would give them to all the pe- all the homeless children and and the poor children of New York I thought that was a really lovely story what do you think about wow. it wow yeah nice there is nice people out there see yeah it's crazy there's no way there I would is... ever do that but it's amazing why <laughs> because you're an asshole. because <laughs> I'd just be like here we go world <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the difference, isn't it? You see, that's where like people, nice people, you know, sort of 
get get above that and sort of see above that that seal. I think some of... people do that because they want recognition of being a nice person, or they feel ah, guilty well, this... of had a bad person. Well, this is the thing, isn't it? This is the yeah. thing, isn't it? Do you think that she's is up? Are you in, are you implying that that she fi she finds it a way of uh, no? I'm not saying she does. Vindicating herself, yeah. Vindicating herself because. Uh, so she can give something back so it makes her a better person. Do you think it's itself yeah. ingrandizement? You think it's herself doing it rather than Well I think I think it depends what what where you come from. I mean if you come from a religious point of view, I think some people just do it because they think being charitable is Oh, Christian, do you think or, you know, But is, or... is charity religiously owned? Is it is it only Well you got yeah, I mean a lot of you know, a lot of religious people like to do Charitable things, aren't they? But they say that. But then non-religious people do. What about medicine? Yeah, no, I'm saying that if you're coming from a religious point of view, you're like, you feel you you have to do it. It's more like a, you know, like a, you're not doing it because you want to do it, which is a different feeling, I think. All right. Well, that's so well. Okay, but what do you think about uh, Carol Schumann? Any good? Nice thing to do, or for a yeah, no, game? Like 100% amazing. You're behind her, are we? Course. Yes, we're behind her. Yes, yeah. Carol Schumann, we are behind you. Well done. Thank you very much for doing what you do. You're a lovely woman and obviously have a, an amazing personality that is dedicated to the to the hope of others and those who are less fortunate than us. Righty ho, let's move on. Could have given okay, something well, more useful though. No, I'm joking. Give them what? <laughs> what something a bit more useful than the stuffed teddy bear, yeah. You don't think it's useful now? I think money's more useful for them. Yeah, but money can be like can be squandered, yeah. can't it? It can be it can be or used food, for, maybe. for nothing. Yeah, but I'm sure they have food, but maybe some like a Yeah, you're right. Know, yeah, nice, needs actually. a toy needs a fluffy toy, man. Who doesn't need a fluffy bear? Yeah, you're right, you're right. Alright? Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong, mate. You no, know, no, you're right, right. It's actually quite a nice thing to do because you you know, like you said, they probably have food and maybe a shelter and a nice stuffed teddy bear is a luxury they'd never get. Yeah. You see? Mm. You see what I'm thinking? Yeah, definitely. Pro professional. Right. Should we do the competition and wrap this stuff up? Go for it. Let's go. Right, the competition this week for the first episode of our new podcast of uh, Bits and Bobs. I really hope you enjoyed it. I hope it was a little bit uh, informative as well as a slightly amusing. I thought, uh, especially the highlights for me, were uh, some of Ed's tales of his complete ineptitude <laughs> in life. and his Debauchery. <laughs> debauchery and his complete useless as a human being. But I think we can all identify as people about being in a, in, in a situation where uh, we feel a little bit out of control. So that's good. Okay, so the um, competition this week is uh, it's got another catchy name. You know my all my features, Ed, they have catchy names, right? Mm-hmm. So this one is called uh, Which One Is Wrong? Alright. <laughs> <laughs> How about that for a catchy catchy title? <laughs> it's a good one, isn't it? Oh right. so creative, it's unbelievable. It's so bloody good, isn't it? People are gonna listen to this, aren't they? Who could not want to listen to this with such catchy titles as That's Bloody Good and Which Bits One Is and Wrong? Bobs. Bits and bloody bobs. Here we go. Alright, so okay. the the object of this little uh feature is um people can uh email in the email address is Bits and Bobs, all lowercase, dot show at gmail.com. Uh, get in touch for which one of these three facts that you think is false. Okay, so fact number one there is 27 trillion cells in the human body. 
fact number two. If you ring, if you ironed out all the wrinkles of your brain, <laughs> <laughs> it would it would be the shape of a pillowcase. The shape. Well, the size or shape. You're uh, picking me up on that, are you? Well, yeah, the it's size quite or shape. different. Do you think why? Because the shape is square. So how could if you uncreased all right, a all right. brain? It would be the same circumference as the pillowcase. Okay. Yeah. yeah? No, not circumference. What's circumference? Yeah, sh- yeah area, if you want to be area, accurate, area. I guess. Well, okay, yeah. let's be accurate. Let's be accurate. We better be accurate. Okay. Or else we'll get, we'll get, you know. Okay, and uh, fact number three, if you were to take off all the skin of your body, it would be able to wrap around uh, the, the, the car or a vehicle of a car shape. Um, so... One of those is false. Um, email in, get in touch with us, and uh, give us a give us an idea of which one you think is false. What you will win is a half-eaten packet of Frutellas, which I have eaten half of them myself, so that's really good. And, and a million a, pounds. And an old sock. So, I mean, if you're not going to get involved, I think you're a bit foolish, to be honest, because I think that's a bloody good set of prizes. Do you not think, Ed? But you got to say what you used the sock for. I used it for putting on the end of my phallus and vigorously masturbating. So I think they're going to want that, aren't they? Yeah, of course. Good. Right. Ed, Makes you got anything to add to this, mate? No, just for having me on. It's been good. Yeah, it's been good, is it? Yes. You enjoy right. talking to me? I do. You thought it was all right, was it? Yeah, I miss you guys. What, what were your particular highlights of today? Um... Do you like us talking about your little weird debauchery <laughs> things, or do you want to hear about hospitals and death? I mean, that that seemed quite good, didn't uh, it? <laughs> I just like having, having a chat. Yeah. Ah, oh, good. No. No, uh, yeah. yeah. I like talking to you. So you going to come back and see us at some point? Yeah. You know, on this on this next podcast? month. I'm coming. I'm coming on the on the twelfth. I think. Maybe you're going to come back on the podcast at some point next week. Yeah. Whenever you want me on, I'll be on. Brilliant. All right, mate. Well, thanks so much, and thanks everyone for listening. And if you do like, please uh, share and subscribe and tell all your mates about how stupid we are and how actually it was crap. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye.